welcome back to Brain Success Presents 10 Careers You've Never Heard Of. I'm your host, Christian Chavez, and today I'm excited to speak with Anthony Martore, manager on the business diversity and inclusion team at Nike. In his role, he leads an enterprise-wide initiative to expand Nike's economic investment into diverse communities and diverse-owned businesses through the implementation of Nike's first-ever global supplier diversity program. Welcome to the podcast, Anthony. Thank you, Christian. Great to be here. Cool. So let's just jump right in. Um, you currently work in business diversity and inclusion at Nike. Can you tell me more about your role and how it supports the overall mission of the company? Absolutely. So uh, business diversity and inclusion is a fairly uh, new function at Nike. And um, essentially, you know, what it, what it aims to do, you know, Nike wants to make sure that as a company, we're bringing uh, innovation and inspiration to every athlete in the world. And that athlete has an asterisk because our co-founder Bill Bowerman once said, if you have a body, you are an athlete. So where my role falls into that is we wanna make sure we're under our diversity, equity and inclusion branch. And uh, essentially in business diversity and inclusion, we wanna make sure as a company, we're, uh, specifically investing in minority-owned communities, minority-owned entrepreneurs, uh, women-owned, LGBTQ+, uh, veteran and um, uh, disabled-owned uh, enterprises to make sure that um, we're invested in the communities who are our consumers. And that's reflected on, on how we do business on a day-to-day -day basis. So um, that's essentially uh, where our function falls into uh, the greater organization. Awesome. And Nike has defined a 2025 vision for addressing diversity, equity, and inclusion. Are you involved in this initiative? And if you are, can you tell us a little bit more about it and what you're doing to um, reach these goals? Absolutely. So we have um, a really, really huge ambitious target set for where we want to be as a company by 2025. You know, those can be found on our, on our purpose website, purpose.nike.com. And we've, we've bucketed up into three different things, right? So one bucket, diversity, equity, inclusion, another bucket, uh, social community impact, and the last is sustainability. Um, where business diversity and inclusion falls underneath there is our target is by 2025, we wanna spend $1 billion with diverse owned enterprises. And that's a really big number. Um, I'm still um, excited that we have that target, but there's a lot of work to do uh, to get there. Um, so to enable that, you know, we have our own kind of strategy in terms of, of how we get there. And internally, we call that, you know, the four Ps, right? So in those four Ps, we have pipelines. You can't really commit that much money towards diverse-owned businesses unless you have a pathway for diverse-owned enterprises to be able to work with you. Uh, the second is policies, right? We want to make sure internally people are held accountable um, so when they uh, uh, are getting reviewed um, on, on yearly metrics, that they have that sense of responsibility to make sure that um, they're accountable for helping uh, us reach this goal. Um, partnerships, right? We want to partner with uh, supplier development council to uh, give accreditations for diverse owned business. We also want to partner with other corporations to learn best practices, as well as internally, so the business um, is aware of this initiative. And lastly, people. We want to make sure that uh, anytime people work with Nike, that they're going to be bringing a, a diverse slate of, of talent on these projects. So um, really using that whole framework to make sure that internally and externally uh, here at Nike, we can uh, move the needle forward and really make an impact. 
that's also great. This work is so important and it's fantastic to see what Nike and other companies are doing. And I'm sure it must be a super exciting time for you to be a part of all of these different projects. Um, looking forward to 2025. Absolutely. You know, I think um, diversity, equity, inclusion work is, is really hot right now. I mean, everywhere you go, you can kind of see the attention that this is getting. Um, so we just want to make sure we're, we're fulfilling that commitment in a very honest and true manner. Awesome. So looking at your day-to-day -day work at Nike, can you um, share a little bit about the projects, partners, and maybe day-to-day -day goals that you have each week? Absolutely. So uh, everybody in this world will always tell you there is no typical day-to-day -day or no typical week. Uh, I will tell you what, I, what I'm focusing on, on right now. Um, right now, a lot of people don't understand the world of business div diversity and inclusion, or generally known as supplier diversity. So, so much of my work right now is on the educational aspect, right? Educating what is our strategy, those four Ps, as I just mentioned. Um, what is the value um, from a dollar spent? Like, what is that return on investment? Why is it important? Why is it the right thing to do? Um, so really going on roadshows across the business from supply chain to brand and marketing to uh, retail, um, to have people who have a budget to understand that they, 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 they play a part. Um, we also do a lot of work in, in understanding who are our strategic suppliers that, are, that we're working with, um, you know, who, who are, are the people um, externally that um, Nike needs to have an, uh, an input in. So working a lot with chambers of commerce, such as the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce based out of DC, as well as the Asian American um, Pacific Islander Ch Chamber of Commerce. Um, all of these different types of, of, of governing bodies to let um, the world know really, really that Nike has a presence in this space. So um, that is a lot more of the tactical um, things we're doing, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it changes so much. I, I wish we had a bit more structure, but it's very uh, entrepreneurial uh, as it stands right now. So going back to your time at UCLA, can you tell us about what you studied, what you were involved with, and then take us through your professional trajectory leading up to your current role in Nike? Absolutely. Um, I wish it was more linear than what it was, but it's not linear by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, at UCLA, I was a student athlete. I was a varsity track and field middle distance runner. Um, at that time, I was very interested in business and I was bouncing around from different majors. I looked at communications, economics, international development, finally landed on political science. Um, that kind of helped me gain a lot of the skills that I thought would be impactful in the business world, right? Uh, writing, argumentation, persuasive speaking. Um, so I really used my political science degree along with other internships in business with an interest in getting into the business world. I didn't exactly know what that looked like. And, uh, you know, getting ready to graduate in 2015, I wanted to do what all the other students were doing, such as join clubs and study abroad. So I spent a year uh, studying abroad. Um, after my graduation date, I uh, spent six months in Shanghai, China through the University of California study abroad program, followed by an additional six months in Bologna, Italy. And uh, at that point, I was like, well, this, this was a fun ride, right? It's, it's time to, to get back <laughs> and, and start work. Um, I, I actually spent an additional six months because I didn't know what I was going to do 
after that gap year, so to speak, um, to just backpack around the world. I had the opportunity to see over, I want to say 20, 23 countries on this trip. And I, I got back after a year and a half and I was like, what a ride. I'm out of money. I traveled the world uh, across all these different continents and countries, and it's time to find work. So I serendipitous, serendipitously tapped into my UC network, and I actually connected with one of the students who I met in Shanghai uh, who went to Berkeley. So we met up right there in Shattuck Avenue in, 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 in Berkeley, California. He mentioned about how he would be starting with Nike in this three-year rotational procurement role which uh, really looked at, at, at the buying power of a company. And that sounded really interesting to me. And frankly, I didn't have any other plans at the time. So I said, well, that sounds great. Uh, he, he put in a recommendation for me. And four months later, I, I was moving up to Nike World Headquarters uh, just outside of Portland, Oregon to start this rotational program in global procurement, which I had no idea <laughs> what that meant before a few months before starting. So. Uh, it was a very, um, you know, uh, unplanned route, but um, yeah, here I am. That's so great. And I love hearing alumni talking about the power of the UCLA network. Can you tell us a little bit more about how involved you are with the network? I know you work with the Shark Fellows program. Maybe share a little bit about your experience um, there and um, you know, why, why it's so important. Absolutely. I mean, the, UCA, the UCLA network, um, and UC in general uh, has given me opportunities and connections that I never would have imagined when I was a 17, 18 year old first stepping on campus. Um, the alumni are incredibly engaged and I stay in touch with some, um, with some of my mentors that I met through UCLA. Uh, it's been almost 10 years and I still uh, have them on my quote unquote board of directors. Anytime I need to make a pivotal decision um, I reach out to these mentors who I met through the UCLA network, specifically through my serving as the president of the Black Business Student Association um, for a few years while I was on campus. Um, and so it's really helped me personally, professionally, and it continues to expand, right? There's Bruins everywhere, um, any, any geography, any city, um, any line of work. Um, so I've really relied on that network to really give me those developmental opportunities because you know, you're gonna get developed in the work that you do on a daily basis, that's guaranteed. But that type of soft skill development, that mentorship, that sponsorship, uh, those are really the things that help, uh, help you move in your career um, more than just doing the work. And uh, I, I rely, like I mentioned today, uh, every single day rather, uh, on, on those uh, relationships that I've made and the relationships I continue to make uh, through the the UCLA network um, to help expand that. That's so great. It's such such a great example of um, how to utilize the network and you know maintain those those strong connections. So um, really really great to hear that. For students interested in working within a business related DEI role, do you have any specific recommendations or tips for them as they think about what they want to do next or their next steps? Absolutely. You know, I, I can't give um, a linear path as do X that will result in Y because I'm, uh, I, I don't have a personal example of that. But what I can say is, you know, having a role in a purpose-based function 
tr permeates sector or permeates specific industry, right? So if you're doing work at a not-for-profit or if you're doing work um, in a government-based entity or higher education, right? Work that gets done in diversity, equity, inclusion at UCLA is really the same work that gets done in a philanthropic effort or it can get you know, done at a, at a company like Nike. So the first thing I would say is you don't need to be in a business-related role first to then transition over to maybe a business diversity, equity, and inclusion type of role. I'd say uh, it's much more important to start off by focusing on like, what are those skills that I'm developing, right? What, what are, the, um, what are the, the, the types of work that are really important to, to that type of industry? So for example, persuasive speaking, listening is a huge skill that I have every day to understand a different people and how they do work. Um, you know, having a sense of, of belonging and inclusion in everything that you do. So I'd say really understanding um, through different types of experiences, how you can parlay that um, um, into the world of diversity, equity, inclusion, because it's, it's very challenging work, right? It's not just like um, delivering a marketing campaign, or it's not like a designing a shoe. Um, those are very challenging things as well. But, you know, a lot of the work in diversity, equity, and inclusion is around convincing people that it's important, and then, and then moving the needle forward on the work. So um, that's what I would say on, on how I would approach it, um, if I was interested in getting into this industry. Definitely. Great advice. And for a final question, we like to wrap up our interviews with thoughts on success and what that, that means to you. So can you tell me how you define success in your professional life today? Absolutely. I mean, success, for me, how I look at success is what is the impact you're having in terms of the, the people that you're touching, right? Um, as it relates to my day job, right? Success may look like, well, how much did we spend uh, with diverse on business and how many communities did we impact and job creation, right? There's naturally gonna be more of those day-to-day uh, -day metrics, but I like to look at it more on, on what's the impression that's being left. Uh, what is the behavior change and what is, what is the emotional human connection that is really happening? So I like to focus on, on those aspects because, um, you know, I, I, I believe at least in my own life, you know, if I'm making an impact on the people around me, those, then, th those people that I'm impacting will, will then go do the same for the people in their network and ultimately creating that domino effect. So um, that, that's really where, where my focus is, uh, especially over the next two to three years. How can I really influence the people that I work with on a daily basis? Um, and to, to really have that emotional connection uh, to, to this line of work. Thanks so much for that answer. Yeah, it's a great way to view success in our careers and it brings so much more value and purpose to the connections we make every day when we are approaching our own professional success in this way. So really appreciate that. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us today, Anthony. You're doing incredible work and I'm really excited to share it with the Bruin community. Thank you for having me, Christian, and go Bruins. You've been listening to Bruin Success. Our guest this week was Anthony Martore, Business Diversity and Inclusion Manager at Nike. You can learn more about Anthony in the description of the podcast. 
Follow UCLA Alumni Career Engagement on Instagram and Facebook to keep up with Bruin's success. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to it, tell a friend, and share your appreciation on social media. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time when we're chatting with another inspiring Bruin. This podcast was made possible by UCLA alumni.